0: Alright ladies and gents, it's that time. Turn up your speaker, strap on a smile. It's the
1: Sims and go Podcast. Here's your host, Adam Lepko. and...
0: Oh my gosh. Back in the building. We are back on the map after nearly a month. A month. We are recording an episode of the Sims and Go podcast. Episode 20. It's unbelievable. Wow. Ed, Ed Reed retires on this Thursday. He wore number 20. And in his honor, we are recording our twentieth podcast. Chris Sims, you look great. You smell great. How do you feel?
2: I feel really good too. Almost as good as I smell. Mm. Yes, you thank smell
0: you. like old cracker jacks found <laughs> in a seat cushion with stale pizza. <laughs> Josh,
2: producer Josh,
0: how are you? I'm great. Are you happy that we're doing this?
1: I don't think I'm. I'm happy, but I'm I don't re- think I'm. I don't think I'm as happy as you.
0: I'm relieved right now. I didn't know if this was ever going to happen again. I was hoping not. See, what happens is Chris starts taking the train to work, and he begins to use that excuse that he has to run out and get to Grand Central to get home. Right. You've enjoyed taking the
2: train. I have liked the train. It's changed my life. It's changed your life. It has, yes. How come? Uh, because I come to work in the morning in a lot better mood. I really, the road rage is a problem with me.
0: I've told people, family, friends, right. that watching you drive is one of the most stressful things ever. And I, I'm, I when I'm in a car, I fall asleep usually. Right. When I'm with you, I'm afraid <laughs> who you're going to take out. Where does that road rage come from?
2: I guess it's just uh, growing up on the mean streets of New Jersey. <laughs> My mom was a Jersey girl. I, I swear how to drive to God. From her.
0: if they don't fill that pothole in, in this cul-de-sac, I am I am leaving this neighborhood. I,
2: I don't think your mom talks like no. that. I don't know why I did that. voice. That's okay. Don't worry. Uh, but there yeah, was... impatience and, and driving to New York. You could, you know, you know how it is, guys. It's just unpredictable. You could fly down and get five minutes from the office, and it takes you an hour to get the last five minutes. And I just couldn't take it anymore.
0: Have you had any
2: awkward train experiences yet? Uh, there's always, I had one this morning, uh, Ooh, I, look, I look, I look at, us. I look at men and go, what are you thinking? First Wh- of all, what do you mean by that? Uh, let's start off. I get on the train this morning. I took a little bit of a later train. There's like nobody on it. Next five men get on the stop at the next stop. One of them sits right next to me. I mean, the train is there. There's nobody on the train. He sits right next to me. No. I, I literally when he sat next to me, I I looked at him and I looked around the train <laughs> and made it really uncomfortable for him. Did you say anything? No.
0: Get out of here. I didn't say anything.
2: You're, mi- you're Mr. Say-something. But I just couldn't even believe that. Yeah, that was unbelievable.
0: I mean, the thing with those trains, Metro North, you have a lot of
2: space. It could be a really nice trip yes. if no
0: one's next. That's incredible. Yeah. I can't
2: believe you didn't say anything. Yeah, I just wasn't in the mood. There, Yeah, there was a little rude all together today on the train. It's amazing how people just cut in front of you like, oh, I got to get on the train first. Okay, there you go. I, I just am amazed.
0: It's funny because my general mindset with all those things with public transit is we're all going to get there at the same time. Right. I really don't care. Right. Air 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 uh, plane stops, it pulls in, ding, everybody stands up. Yeah. Dude, you can't move for ten minutes. Yeah, I Why are you standing? Exactly. I sit down because guess what? The person behind me as a human being is so self-conscious about cutting in front of me that he's gonna go would you like to go? Yeah. Yes, I would love to go, and I didn't have to stand. <laughs> Train, oh, subways, man. People just pushing each other, imagine. killing each I
2: other. Know. I can't but imagine. But even
0: walking around New York, like, i got to get somewhere. You're going to get there at the same time. Yeah, exactly. Right. What is 12 seconds? And if you're
2: in such a rush, maybe take the iPhone away from the front of your face, and you'll get there.
0: I have had so much joy. Of just, I snap in people's ears when they're buried in their iPhone. I can't believe I'm admitting this right now. You
1: know, tell us. I'll be
0: walking down the street, and if I see someone on their iPhone and like not looking around, I go right next to them. And I go, and then like they're just like, uh, uh, because I they're zombies, bro. It's unbelievable. I have no interest in like I I will not bring out my cell phone yeah. while I'm walking. There's so much stuff going on. I don't get it. Yeah. What were you we about to say?
1: No, I was just going to say, before we get into the football, I figured we should go through some tweets from the it's last weeks. It's been like, a long time. Yeah.
0: I need to hear from Bajan. I need to hear from Seahawks. We, got, we need got, to hear it from Andrew it, Italia. So
1: that's actually where I was going to start off. Andrea. Uh, 15 days ago, Andrew Brucemi oh tweeted, at Sims and Lefko, yo, we're waiting for the pod. When are you guys going to tape it? So that was from Andrea. Andrea, right
0: now we're taping it. Right uh, now.
1: 13 days ago, Steven Nelson, our very own, tweeted, yes, a caller on Boomer and Carton confused at C-Sims QB for Matt Sims and asked if he thought he'd start for the Jets week one, yeah, CC awesome. at Sims and go. so that was awesome.
2: What yeah.
0: was your, you doing Boomer and Carton, yeah, how did le- you handle that? We
2: let it go for a little bit, uh, Carton, of course, being the smartass that he is, uh, he played with it a little bit, and he's like, well, what do you want to tell him this year for the Jets? You know, acting like I really was Matt, and then we broke the news (laughs) to the guy, but it was pretty funny. Uh,
1: Seahawks scout with two good tweets. Twelve days ago, he tweeted love the mock draft. If you ever need a guest, I'll be your podcast all-star and left goes Johnny Damon, ha-ha. <laughs> and then he followed that up with another tweet that said, if you guys put out a podcast before the draft, everyone give me your boldest and flirtiest prediction for the draft. I don't know what a flirty draft prediction would be. But Do
0: you remember, did you make a, any predictions before the draft? I remember we were sitting around and I said, I think the Washington is going to be the team that makes the first surprise. And, and they, they took sheriff and it was a surprise, was. so I felt good about yeah. that. I don't remember anything that I can... See, you're different because you're getting so much inside information that you're not really making a lot of predictions. I think, you know what your prediction was and it didn't come true? Yeah, Tevin Coleman would be a late first round pick. Yeah, that's for sure. That was probably your prediction. He ends up going the third round to maybe the the best draft in in the Atlanta Falcons. We'll get to that in a second.
1: And that is your Twitter roundup. That so was great.
0: Go. We're going to get Matt Miller on the podcast next week. I feel bad. He was supposed to come on like the week of, but it was crazy around here. Bleach Report, I'm going to be honest, I'm really proud of it. Uh, I think we did about like 350 videos over a span of, of like three, four days from Thursday to Sunday. Uh, you killed it first rounds one and two. Thanks. Uh, and then obviously the impact meters on Sunday. But I think, look, I, if – You watch ESPN. If you watch NFL Network, I think they do a great job with live coverage. I think the one thing that is very notable, uh, as someone who has watched the draft every year since the age of 12, and I've been a guy that's watched all seven rounds. Right. Um, the, I never feel as though sometimes the mainstream media cares about rounds three through seven. And instead, they're still talking about Jameis and Mariota right. and Amari Cooper on yes. the second day. And we did 350 videos about every single player, nearly every single player picked um, on the TeamStream app. So if you don't have TeamStream now, the app, uh, absolutely get it. Because I think Sims is a kind of guy, you're blowing up. A lot of people respect what you have to say. I don't understand Thanks. it. I think you're a buffoon. Um, but you apparently study, and your stuff looks good. And I think, I mean, if they're watching for me, I totally understand. <laughs> um, I, I, let, let's talk some I'm dra- going to edit that all out. I'm going to yeah, edit yeah. the whole thing out. Um, I, I think that the draft, uh, overall, I think it, it wasn't surprising.
2: It It kind
0: of went to form. I think there was
2: anticlimactic. There were
0: some. I mean, even the surprises of a Randy Gregory falling. um, It was we kind of understood it. Yeah. I think the biggest surprise is something that was resolved today, which was Lyle Collins. Yeah. Because I think we had heard rumblings a day or two before. This is a guy that you could have even made the argument he can go nine to the Giants. Right. And he goes and goes undrafted, telling teams, you know, if I go after round four, I'm not signing. I'm going to re-enter the draft. Thus, no one takes him. He ends up getting signed to the Dallas Cowboys, yes. a team that already signed Greg Hardy, a team that already drafted Randy Gregory, and a team that already had the best offensive line in football. Yes. This is the rich getting richer. What are you going to say?
1: I want to ask you a question to both of you. Yeah. So I hear... That I lumped him in with
0: Gregory and yeah, Hardy? Yeah, like, are and we
1: being unfair? And this uh, this may yes. sound ridiculous coming from me, but this is a guy that was interviewed by the police, and Correct. he was cleared.
0: And he was never a person of interest. He was not never, even a suspect. He was a
1: person of interest. He was not a suspect.
0: And I would say this to you. In, What's the answer to that? Yeah. I think in our country right now, um, there are two courts, and, and unfortunately the first one has become more important. There there's has. the court of public opinion, and then there's actual court. And if you're accused of anything... Um, all of a sudden, you're guilty, and that's the way it is. And what's really interesting is I, after this podcast, I'm doing a radio show in Louisville, and I have this guy on Twitter that keeps hitting me up when Chris Jones, a basketball player on Louisville, was accused of rape. I went on there and said, if this is true, this is disgusting and awful, whatever, and if it's not, I will, I will fully apologize. Right. And he just tweeted me and said, you need to get on there and apologize, and I am. Because I think we need to acknowledge the innocence just if even more so than the accusations. But it's interesting he gets lumped in right with Hardy and Gregory. It just
1: seems like the the narrative today is, oh, my God, the Cowboys, they got Greg Hardy, they got Randy Gregory, and now they got Lyle Collins. Who really has
2: nothing to do with How are they going to keep control of the
1: locker room? Well. You can have that conversation about Hardy and Gregory, yes. and maybe I sound like an idiot for saying this about no, Lyle Collins, no, you but don't. he he is not a suspect in, in the case. Like no, exactly I don't know. Right.
0: And yeah. I actually, I've defended him before because this is the kind of guy that stood up for... Uh, when, when Jeremy Hill got in trouble at LSU, Lyle Collins was at the bar, tried to get him to leave that night when he got into that bar scuffle. Right. Lyle Collins has been a mentor to his younger brother who's a big-time athlete at that college as well. And his brother, I mean, his dad, I believe, went to jail for getting in a bar fight and like had a whole thing about learning from that experience. Clearly, though, Lyle Collins seems to put himself into situations that is unbecoming of that a professional athlete and, and all that stuff. But, I mean... Yeah, I think you're right. I think we we chastise these players before we actually know what happened, but their offensive line, the Cowboys, are benefiting from it greatly. I do think it's interesting that Lyle Collins and Randy Gregory have the same agent.
2: It is very interesting. And I
0: wonder if they're sitting there negotiating Randy Gregory and they go, hey –
2: well, the the, I, the two things that jumped to my mind, too, the fact that, first of all, they offered him an all-guaranteed contract. I'm sure that that uh, pleased Lyle Collins to have that there, to have that security. The other thing, too, I think with the, the one way Dallas can sell themselves – to these teams other than them being the Dallas Cowboys and just about everybody wants to play with them and they treat their players so well is the fact that they had the Des Bryant situation and they had the support system around him. And I think agents who have players that they think are maybe, uh, in danger of having that troubled career or whatever else, it makes them feel warm and cozy for lack of a better phrase to know that, okay, Dallas has handled situations like this before. And, uh, I I'll, I'll give the Jones family credit. Listen, they don't care what anybody says. They don't care what you say, what they I really say. Don't. They really don't. They want to put the best football team out there not only for themselves hey, but for the similar, Dallas fans. There
0: were a lot of questions about Dez.
2: And yeah, they're going to they're going to they will do their best and they're not afraid to spend money on the resources to help these kids out, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's one area I look at cuz I, I just trust Jason Garrett too much to know that uh, he's such a good person to know that just because he got Randy Gregory, is now now he's just like, all right, we got him. Go free, Randy. Yes. Uh, no, that will not happen there.
0: All right, I want to go through some of the teams that had the best drafts. I think we can agree Atlanta had a great draft. Vic Beasley in the first, Jalen Collins in the second, Tevin Coleman, the running back out of Indiana in the third, yes. Justin Hardy in the fourth. You get a guy like Grady Jarrett in the fifth. Yes. They're going to be building something special down there. Yeah,
2: like they that. are. Their draft, uh, you're right, I'm uh, – I have a hard time coming up with a team that's better than this um, Atlanta, especially I'm, the top five picks. New Orleans would probably be my net number two team.
0: I'm going to bring up Jacksonville. Jacksonville gets Dante Fowler Jr., TJ Yeldon in the second, AJ Can guard out of South Carolina that I know you like in the third, Yes. James Sample, safety out of Louisville in the fourth, Rashad Green, solid wide receiver in the fifth, Michael Bennett, defensive tackle, Ohio State in the sixth. Yes. All six guys I think will be on that roster and could have impacts I season. totally
2: agree all the way. Michael Bennett uh, in round six was unbelievable to me. Uh, he can be a lot of different things. But, yeah, especially that A.J. Ken from South Carolina at guard. I love that round three pick. And then Dante Fowler is amazing. Yeldon, that's a little high for me. Sure. But I understand it but because they got, the guy. they got a guy, finally. Yes. They got a real bell cow. And that's my and big team question about Dallas.
0: Win. Dallas didn't get the running back. Yeah, I know. I don't know what they're going to do. We have a guy in the lobby. Uh, he's a doorman. Uh, I forget his name. I always forget his name. Huge it Cowboys fan. So I talk to him every day and um, I was like... He was pumped
1: about Lyle Collins. He
0: was yes, pumped.
2: he was. We he was were coming pumped. back
1: from lunch, and go talked to him, and he was really excited. And I said,
0: I said, oh my gosh, you have all these great offensive linemen. The only problem is you don't have a running back at all. And he's like, Derek McFadden, Derek McFadden. And I was like... Oh, my gosh. You haven't watched football. You haven't watched Jeremy Fadden. People don't realize.
2: Yeah, they just don't realize. He doesn't have it anymore. No, he does not.
0: Saints draft, you like. um, I know Miller was not a big fan of it. Uh, Andrews, Pete, and Stephon Anthony, the linebacker out of Clemson in the first round. Haoli Kikaha, a very uh, productive linebacker out of Washington in the second, has had two ACL injuries. Garrett Grayson, possibly the replacement for Drew Brees in the third. And P.J. Williams, a Florida State cornerback who also fell because he got a DUI um, around there. And Tyler Davidson, I think, in the fifth out of Fresno State, uh, a sleeper guy that no one's talking about. Um, one more team that I think really did well, the Oakland Raiders, Amari Cooper, Mario Edwards in the second out of Florida State, Clive Walford, tight end of Miami, who's very athletic. Yes, uh, And then the Ben Heaney pick you loved in the fifth round, I linebacker do. out of Kansas. Yep. Just, just solid guys that could really have an impact. Yeah, and Oakland's done a great job in free agency Pittsburgh. as well. San Francisco, Pittsburgh had a good draft too.
2: Um, just, you know, it, it's interesting. There was but, a lot of value in the first three rounds this year. That's the one thing I looked And then look it dropped off tremendously. Tremendously. And I'm glad I didn't have to work rounds four through seven. I, uh, it
0: made me realize how deep last year was. Right. Um, question for you. Yes. We had also been hearing for a long time that Mariota was going to be held hostage in Tennessee. Yeah. And now he's the guy in Tennessee. Right. What do you think of that?
2: Well, I think... Because
0: uh, Wisenhunt is not a
2: guy that many people go, well, this is a system for Mariota. No, they're not. And and Wizenhunt as a quarterback evaluator altogether, can be... He can be judged a little bit. I okay. think that's fair to say. I mean, he's a guy that we're started, not on camera. You can be no, He started Matt Leinert over Kurt Warner. I mean, he's a guy that started Max Hall at quarterback. I don't. Do you remember Max BYU? Hall? Yeah, right. And of he course, was I remember like, Max Hall. Yeah, was, Max
0: Hall was he in the same one as Stanton? Uh, same draft. He might as? have
2: been in that draft. Yes.
0: Oh, that was a bad draft. That was um, also the kid from uh, that went to Buffalo, uh, Stanford.
2: Oh oh yeah you're exactly right who went to the redskins after i yeah. can't think of his name it'll it'll come to me but right. regardless uh yeah i think i think um I can't remember exactly what my point was going to be there. wisenhunt oh, Mariota, Hunt Mariota, there you go. The Sorry, guy. I sidetracked. Quarterback no, evaluation. It's okay. Yeah, but I mean, listen, Mariota. We've talked about it. He certainly can be the franchise quarterback. I, I really, truly, truly believe when I was saying on early in the process, I, that wasn't just my thought. I had heard from some very credible people that that was their plan of attack. But where it changes around. As it gets close to the making the pick, not only does the public pressure from uh, the 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 city media, the Nashville media start to get there, the national media all starts to pile on. Uh, you start to hear coaches saying, oh, they can't pa- pass up Marcus Mariota. And that's where my whole theory goes. Well, they could have drafted Leonard Williams at number two. He could have been defensive rookie of the year. They could have gone 7-9 and nine and just missed the playoffs. Right. And Ken Wisenhunt probably gets fired. But they draft Marcus Mariota, and they can go 3-3. Thirteen this year, and everybody's gonna go. Oh, they got the franchise quarterback. Got to so give them time the
1: future, to develop. Yeah, yeah, the future looks bright. Give them time brighter. to develop. And so that's the
2: truth that is uh, that's just the the the, the way uh, or the the life we're in right now. I want to give NFL. a shout
0: out really quick. I think about like eight teams had really good drafts. I just want to get it all out there. Jets. Leonard Williams, Devin Smith, Lorenzo Malden, Bryce Petty in the fourth. I thought it was a really nice job for Mike McKagnon, who I think has had an incredible offseason getting Brandon Marshall, yes. uh, Darrell Rivas, Antonio Cromartie. Unbelievable. screen. Unbelievable. Um, I also want to give credit to the Browns, who I think had a very good draft. Danny Shelton and Cameron Irving, which makes more sense. Cameron Irving, now that we know that Alex Mack is probably not back. Right. Nate Orchard in the second. Duke Johnson in the third. Xavier Cooper in the third as well. And getting guys like Ifo Ekpre Olamu in the seventh, sure. I thought, was a really smart draft. And then the last one I want to give credit to is the Bears and their new GM, Ryan Pace. Yes. Uh, Kevin White, Eddie Goldman, I think, in my mind, is the best one-two draft. It's pretty good. I mean, Eddie Goldman, we could have made the argument they took him at seven. Yeah. So Kevin White, Eddie Goldman, Horonus Gross, who could start right away, Jeremy Langford, Adrian Amos—what yeah, a draft! It
2: was. It was a great draft.
0: Um, so those were the teams that impressed. The teams that really did not—you um, really were not a fan of Indianapolis is the selection of Philip Dorsett.
2: No, I was not. And I'm not a fan of really anything they've done throughout the offseason so far. I know they got Andre Johnson, but I don't think that's as big a deal as people uh, think uh, just because he's such a famous name from years past. Uh, My big thing with them, yeah, Philip Dorsett, I love the player. Uh, But, man, I mean, listen, Colts need a difference maker in the front seven at some point here in the Andrew Luck era uh, because that's the big issue to me. Every big game, they get pushed around physically. Whether it be run game, not even getting enough uh, pressure on the quarterback. Sure, that's where they really miss out, in my opinion. Uh, not getting that not only in free agency, but the or the draft. And they hit a lot of money. I know they got Langford. Uh, yes, from from the Rams. And free Kendall agency, Langford, Kendall yeah. Langford, who's a who's a talented defensive tackle, uh, but still, I just look at them and go, man, wh- who's going to make a play when they have to play Tom Brady in the fourth quarter late in the season?
0: The other teams that I know you thought were quote unquote losers, Bengals taking Abwehi and Jake Fisher, right? They still don't have a pass rusher. I know they're hoping Michael Johnson. Yeah, maybe. I know
2: who didn't get any sacks last year, really, and and Geno Atkins wasn't the same guy, so they're putting a lot of uh, you know eggs in one basket, hoping Geno's ACL is better.
0: I also think uh just kind of listening to you girly at 10 yes. questionable i i mean i, I the, you respect the shit, there's my curse yes out of jeff fisher i do however when it comes to drafting
2: i mean look he's got an amazing eye for talent he really does yes i don't know
0: maybe Gurley will be special
2: but you just think yeah i I just
0: thought trey mason was a baller last year
2: i agree i i i just uh don't quite get it and you could have got running backs at other points in the draft uh they could have got one they could have got tevin coleman at the top of the third uh whatever it may be but yeah i just think that's a uh extremely risky pick i don't see the value in it um I would have had no problem with it. Maybe if because they're, they are a team that didn't have a desperate need, if they traded down and take them late in the first round, uh, okay, I can justify. It. You're a team yeah. that doesn't take need a early whole lot. Late? Yeah, Gurley late in the first round, I wouldn't have gone crazy. Every,
1: everything we read, though, said that Gurley was not going to last like that the Dolphins were going to take him. No, yeah, I just do know why well, I think
2: they're all stupid. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Okay. All of them, every <laughs> single one. Anybody that was thinking about and, taking Gurley in the top 15, you're dumb. You Sorry. could have traded down and taken Melvin let me, Gordon. Let me, right. ask,
0: let me ask you this. Let's say, would it have been worse if Gurley didn't tear his ACL but was less productive in the second half of the season or was the ACL your point of contention why I will not take him to the top fifteen? Yeah, 15?
2: my my AC the A C L injury right away took him off the top fifteen. I'm like I've always said to you, I don't even turn on the film yet. He's out of the top fifteen, uh and and look, we've gotten all into this yeah, subject but I, before. I
0: understand, and I know that you have a statistic.
2: Like and the production to of... me is not as impressive. I just didn't see this guy yeah. as this can't miss prospect like everybody else. I mean, I've, I heard he, the words Adrian Peterson thrown out there, and I just I don't want to hear that. Sorry, he, he is
0: I think one of the most divisive players in this draft in terms of disagreements. Him and Mariota, I think, in terms of how confident you are in him in the future, and I think part of it's because he came in with so much hype to college yes, and he played at a school like Georgia. The college fandom of him was so big, and I don't know if it matched in the NFL, but as the scouting process went on, people just had man crushes on him. They, they couldn't put it did. away. Yes. One, one team I forgot to give credit to, right. Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes, Bud Dupree at 22 is incredible. Senquez Golston and Duran Grant are going to be great for their secondary. Yep. Sammy Coates in the third. Him and Martev, or Martavis, Martavis Bryant. Bryant are just going to make secondaries just pee their pants. And you get a guy like Gerard Holloman in the seventh, who you thought could have been a second, third round guy. Yeah, I
2: was wrong with that one for sure. That was early on in the process, but yeah, nonetheless, but a good I do like
0: answer and a good ball I, I,
2: I, exactly right. I like his value in the past game, so he'll make some plays there. Uh, but yeah, I was I was thoroughly impressed. I, I like the Doran Grant and Senquez Golson as far as cornerbacks, uh, and the thing I like about them too is Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh basically said. We're not worried that they don't have the prototypical size or whatever else. They just got good football players uh, that are well-rounded in all aspects. I mean, I think they have a good understanding of the game instinctually and have the athletic skills. And
0: then when you go – I mean, look, even – I'm going to focus on their sixth round pick. Anthony Ciccolo. Right. You get a guy that fits your scheme. Yes. And that's what I think is so important. Uh, Look, there's a lot of guys that did well, a lot of guys that didn't. I think – Maybe the best pick in the draft, you felt Malcolm Brown, thirty-two, to the Patriots. Yeah,
2: that was certainly one of them. Uh, the
1: look on his face when the Patriots made that pick on Thursday when, night.
0: When when they made that pick, I we had the same moment as the Spurs. Let me see. I forget who it was. Uh, they took the point guard, the six-seven, six-nine point guard out of UCLA last year that everybody loved, right? And the Spurs got him at the end of the first round. And everybody went. How does this happen? It was the same feeling when the Patriots got Malcolm Brown. It I was think like, the
1: quote was, "This is the most Patriots
2: thing I've ever seen." Yeah, what Chris said. Right, they just sat
0: there and they got the perfect player. The perfect. You player. talked with guys in the Patriots that were like, "Oh, he's probably not going to be available, but if he is, they
2: were they were shocked and they were elated that they got Malcolm Brown." Because I I did text them after the first round was over that night. Just wow, great pick! Can't believe he got Malcolm Brown. And a few of them responded basically saying like, "We can't believe he was there." So that pretty much tells you everything. And look, he's still talks to people
0: in the Patriots, and boy, are they in the news lately, huh? Tom Brady, <laughs> Gate.
2: yeah. Before we do
1: this, can I ask one more draft question? A thousand percent. I actually don't think we talked about this in real life, not during the podcast. Right. Uh, what did you think about Jameis tweeting or Instagramming the picture of him eating crab legs? What uh, was your take on that?
2: I had no issue with it. Listen, I'm a guy that's a little bit like that, uh, so like maybe... shove it in your I, face. Yeah, a little bit like, okay, you guys want to keep just throwing wood on the fire to try to burn Jameis Winston, and now he's He gets the last laugh, and he wanted to add one little more chuckle in there. Uh, I can understand it. It's probably not the smartest move, uh, certainly. And I do think it's something he needs to get away from altogether right now because he is uh, being judged uh, by a lot of people as being an immature, kind of naive young kid. Those are the things he needs to get away don't from. Don't you think
1: that being picked number one in the draft, though, is the chance to really push the reset button and start over and be an adult? And yeah, like, but, that okay, was, okay, let's let's. Continue. I'm just playing devil's advocate. Avis- I agree absolutely, with Chris, let's but. have the
0: conversation that you brought up earlier. Um, is him taking a picture with crab legs uh, this awful, awful crime that he's committing right now? Um, I I think it's kind of one of those things where I really don't give a shit, like about him putting on a picture of crab legs
1: do you think though like, i'm more
0: concerned with the people around him who probably bought the crab legs and put it in front of him and said isn't this funny because he did not go out and buy crab legs
1: but mama
0: but, like his aunt bought the crab legs or something
1: so let's put the sexual assault allegation aside because that's something far more serious sure, than any of this stuff sure. we're talking about a guy who's had a pattern of immaturity yes. throughout his entire college career he has a chance now and he has said he is going to be a mature he's learned all of this stuff. And for
0: fans to believe that upon selection you will change as a human being and be- become a professional athlete who but will you inspire them like it. You can at least act like it to the public. It's a transition process. I,
2: I understand your thought totally. Uh I, but it, it's not a deal breaker for me okay. either way. Because this is the other thing that uh, the crab like incident that bothers me. Uh we've seen the video. They were there for him to take uh, I think all of us believe that pretty much all the Florida State football players are sure. going in there and getting a free crab leg here or there every day. Someone just ratted him out because he was Jameis Winston or whatever yes. else. That's the only reason. You so. have said
0: many times that a locker room is going to change a person when they walk in. Yes. But when you're a quarterback, you run the locker room. So what is that going to be like with in Tampa Bay if he is immature, which I, I think we all can agree he is
2: immature. No doubt.
0: What is it going to be like for them there? And I know he's got the help of Derek Brooks, but – What's going to happen? Yeah, well,
2: you, when you're a quarterback and you're a rookie, even though you're the first pick, you're not running that locker room until you kind of prove you can run the locker room a little bit. Would so, it be like
0: Gerald McCoy's locker room, or is it Lovey Smith's Yeah,
2: it's going to be probably Gerald, Gerald McCoy, exactly right. Gerald McCoy, I'm trying to think. You know, Vincent Jackson's probably a major probably leader the lead. along the offenses, offensive side of the football, and now they have Logan Mankins there. So mm. Logan Mankins is going to put things in perspective, too. He's not afraid to kind of say how it is uh, being from New England, being yeah. around Tom Brady. He knows how to professional quarterback should act uh, other than deflategate and uh I think the one thing uh yes a- any any rookie that comes in people yes respect them uh, we, we, hey we know you're talented we know you might help us but you're still a rookie and you're still gonna have to pay your dues and you're gonna have to show us something that you're gonna contribute to the team would
0: it ever get to a point where do you think a, a offensive lineman or a wide receiver like a Mankins or a, a Vincent Jackson could ever grab Jameis and get in his face you think that would ever happen? Uh, yeah. He's the first pick in the draft.
2: Yeah, I he's a I protected do th- man. I do think those things could happen. I don't know if it's going to be like you know, is we'll uh, never hear about it. No, or, or it'll be as dramatic as like you know, someone pulling his face mask up and be like, "Listen, James Winston, uh, you
0: can't do this." I swear to God, if you put my life on the line, I'll end you right <laughs> here. Right,
2: right. It's not going to be that dramatic. This <laughs>
0: is Tampa Bay Books Football. But pal. I wouldn't
2: be shocked if like a Logan Menkins or a Gerald McCoy just says like you know, gives them one little hey. It's the f- NFL now. Let's yeah. let's act the right way. Yeah, that was just my Kurtzword. This is the fucking NFL.
0: <laughs> uh I, you know what? It's so funny I go over this draft and I'm I'm still so impressed. I'm happy that Tennessee with taking Mariota got him DGB Holy in the second. Cow. What a great weapon for him. And then the team that I think we've also been missing, Minnesota. Yeah. Trey Waynes, Eric Kendricks, I'm gonna skip Danelle Hunter because you're not a fan. TJ Clemmings in the fourth, I think
2: was pretty special. But
0: they you know the one thing uh what? T- and Stefan diggs for producer that Josh. Was. Diggs was a good pick there. Went to
2: Maryland. Yes, uh, he's a good, well-rounded receiver. Josh is obsessed with Maryland and Rutgers. Of course. Uh, The one thing I'll say, though, about the Danielle Hunter thing that that Minnesota took there was at the third round, I I believe. Uh, Hunter, I would have never drafted him in the third round. He was a physical freak. Uh, but they're the kind of team that Minnesota didn't have a whole lot of holes. They can kind of take a chance on a Daniel Dan Hunter, uh, just because hey, maybe he becomes a superstar defense and pass rusher. Right. Uh, or, hey, maybe you hit it. Yeah. Maybe and if you, you don't, it. whatever. It was a third round pick. Right.
1: Uh, we're getting some in podcast tweets right now. In this podcast is great. Wow. How, how interactive are we? Uh, Mark Bajan at 007 Sports, friend of the podcast. Friend
0: of the podcast. Good to uh, see you, Mark. Good he, to see you.
1: <laughs> he wants to know worst pick of the draft. And team prime for the playoffs post draft who didn't make it last year.
2: Oh, gosh. Worst pick of the draft. Okay. Well, we hit on Gurley. That's certainly one of the. That's up there. Uh, man, that Philip Dorsett with the Colts. Is Cedric O'Boyhy? Also up there. Cedric Oboehy would be another one at 21. Doubtful he'll be able to contribute to the team. Tore his ACL in the bowl game and was physically raw as it is. That was one of the worst ones as well. Uh, I'm not. Joe a- Cardona? I'm not a big fan of. <laughs>
1: How are you going to go against Joe Cardona <laughs> guy from Navy?
2: I'm not a big fan thing. of the uh, Shaq Thompson, Brashad Perryman at 25, 26 either. Oh, That'd be one other issue. I, I forgot I about that. So. Shaq
0: Thompson at 25, I think, was much worse than Brashad Perryman at 26. I, listen, the, I think Brashad Perryman yeah. has at least one skill. Right. That's that elite. could be elite. Yes. I don't see anything in Shaq Thompson. Shaq Thompson's the guy that comes in and goes, I'll tell you what, I'm a full-service guy. I can clean your floors. I can, I can wash your sheets. I can clean your entire house from top to bottom. And then you get back, and there's like, sure, it's clean, but there's like dirt everywhere. Yeah, he doesn't I, do anything great. That no. was an awful.
1: Mark Bajan is out of control
2: right now. Well, He's but,
1: tweet, I'm watching him tweet in question. But I think Shaq like, Thompson, <laughs> though,
2: a little bit like you said with Gurley, too, became this phenomenon. And he became this high college, phenomenon. high school phenomenon that people just couldn't get off of it. Oh, look at him! He looks cool in his uniform too. He's got dreads coming out of his helmet. Yeah. the way he wears his uniform with girly, I think people fall in love with the picture of the player instead of the actual player. I think the, player. the thing
0: is with two with Shaq Thompson is he won the Paul Horning Award, which is that versatility award. Odell Beckham Jr. won it last year. Right. I think sometimes when you share something like that. People get overhyped. It's like Paul Dawson winning Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year, and he's a top linebacker. No, he, he went to the fourth round because, yeah. yes, he's going to see the hole open up, and then he's going to watch it. Well, can we just get – that's react. another
2: topic. Can we get off the media pick of conference players of the year? I mean, Michael Sam for the SEC two years ago, not on an NFL team. Uh, Jackson Jeffcoat was the Big 12 defense of the player last year in the Big 12. He didn't even get drafted. So – I. I I'm sick of the media voting on first team, second team, anything. Chris, sorry,
1: you you talk a lot about the look test with like guys looking good in it. You always say like guys, he looks really good in his jersey. Yes. Question for you, right? Is that? Is that a media thing? Is that a fans thing, or do you say that because like that's something NFL teams actually look like? Wow, this guy really looks the part. No, I think
2: that's a. It's very common within NFL. Yes, uh, coaching staffs, front office people. That's the first thing you probably talk about. Like, well, what does he look like? Because I think if you guys got to be around an NFL locker room or two, and you saw, you know, the stars of a team, basically, let's just let's take the Seattle Seahawks. I,
0: I like your thing of Brandon Marshall. Right. Okay. You don't
2: realize how good Brandon Marshall is until he walks in. You go, "Holy
0: crap, he's enormous!" He's
2: exactly right. That's what I think. You know, listen. There, are there some outliers of guys that don't look that impressive that are good players? Sure.
0: Yeah. Who is like Jameis Winston's one of those guys?
2: Jameis Winston is probably one of those skinny, guys. skinny fat guys. Yes, uh, but yet he'll walk in the room and you're still going to go, "Holy cow, he's big!" That's a yes. quarterback. Yeah. That's that's what's so. What gonna were going to say about people. the Seahawks? Well, just I was going to say the Seahawks, the Jets, anything. But you you come up to these guys, and I think once you're around the NFL, you start to realize they're is a common theme as way, as far as the way players look and their success at that position to a degree uh, I, I think like like I was gonna say with the Seahawks I think if you met cam Chancellor in person oh you go gosh. okay I get why cam Chancellor's freaking awesome he's big he's quick uh, he's got everything you want as, as far as muscles and all that yeah. uh, so I do think that's a it's a very common conversation and that's why I think um, we always get
0: so fascinated with guys that don't look the part. When you have a guy like an Ed Reed who you're like, what? Well, oh, he's a tiny guy, but he just has the vision and the awareness. Right. In the NBA, is there anything better than watching Steph Curry? Yes. Because every time you look at him, you go, there's no way he's going to be able to do this. Well, even
2: at the three-point contest, oh my, my wife was there. My wife goes, really? He's a good basketball player? Oh he looks gosh. like he's like no, 17. His like, oh, work really ethic
0: good. is absolutely insane. Yeah. He is a joy to watch. He is. One of the funnest to watch. See, and then the opposite of that is, Le- you just said funnest, which is fantastic, <laughs> LeBron James. Okay. Talk about LeBron James. I mean, he fits. When you see him in person, it's or the most impressive in person was Yao Ming. My dad came, went and saw him in person, got really low seats, and all he talked about was how big Yao Ming's head and butt were. He said, Yao Ming's butt was the size of my entire body. He was just enormous. Sounds my like he has been
1: hanging out with Sims talking about I, butts.
0: Anytime I do a video with Chris and he's talking about legs and ass, my dad was always like, Oh, it's all about legs and ass. Yes. It's so funny. It really is. Speak. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, 99 out of 100. It, it is yeah, for the most part. It really is in in every gender and all that stuff. Can we now get to Tom Brady?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I got us totally off track with the no, crab last question. No I've no. had a lot of questions today. I'm we sorry. A, we
0: know we have a lot of draft talk to get to. Hey, I, I like this. This producer, Josh, I think it's a uh, you know, you, you had a little coffee with one of the bosses around here, Mark Cohn. You, you think you're a baller with questions now. I like yeah, that.
1: that's what it is. That's what it comes down to. Coffee and questions.
0: Coffee and baller. I would like to have a wing segment where Josh is obsessed with wings.
1: I do like wings. Where
0: you you go across the city of New York. Well, well, what makes a good chicken wing? Tom Brady can wait.
1: Wow. What makes a good chicken wing? Do
2: you like chicken wings? I do. Not Um, big fatty ones, though. I hate that crap. What do you mean? Big, I don't want a one, hooter's but... wing that's got like uh, like a nine chicken pounds leg. of chicken and fat on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. No, you
1: that's... want like a nicely, I want nicely like more sized of a lean, wing. Yeah.
2: lean sized.
1: Um, great sauce, obviously, I think is number one for me. Now, would you
0: rather go a medium hot, super hot, or are you doing like teriyaki, honey barbecue? See
1: that? No, no. I, I am straight buffalo, like medium, hot, super hot.
0: I'm living in the medium world.
1: Uh, so I can eat the superhots, but normally, like, unless I'm trying to
0: impress. How is that enjoyable? How is it enjoyable I, I mean, to struggle through a meal? It's
1: it, For some all, people, it doesn't bother it's them. It's not like, a struggle, My wife, Yeah,
2: my wife has no issue. It could be as hot as you want. She's no problem. It just seems unnecessary. Yeah, it's right. And my wife likes it hot, baby.
1: <laughs> if I'm trying to impress a couple – I'm not even going to address that. If I'm trying to impress a couple friends, maybe I'm trying to impress the lady – I can eat the Super Hots, and it's like wow. Would like, that
0: really impress a lady?
1: Look at Fendrick taking down all those Super Hot wings. I mean, like, what a tough
0: mouth he has. Yes. Right, I right. mean, <laughs> I mean, I wasn't into Josh before, but now that he ate nine of those hot drumsticks,
1: uh, so yeah, sauce. Uh, in terms of crispiness, like I want it to be. Like I don't want it to be like like sloppy. Like I I know, it better not sloppy.
0: Be. No, I need a, cr- a little bit of a, a little crisp. A little and bit then of also, well done.
1: underrated factor: good blue cheese. I really like
0: bad blue cheese last night. I really like to have good chunky blue blue
1: cheese. cheese. That's huge for me.
2: Or would you dip it in anything or would you just eat it straight? Certainly wouldn't dip it in blue cheese. What about ranch? Ew, blue cheese. No, I'm just gonna eat it. If anything is going in barbecue sauce, that's it.
1: Wait, wait, you would dip your wing
2: in barbecue (laughs) sauce? Sure. That's getting your rid of the sauce. Wing? If it was a buffalo wing, no, I would not. But okay. Any other wing probably. Hold on. So what
0: is your thought process when you think of blue cheese and you think of those chunks of the, the cheese in there? <laughs> Ugh, Exactly. I love <laughs> That's the disgusting. cheese. Disgusting. That's exactly great. The chunks
2: and the cheese and the you're smell. Like, you're like Ugh. my
0: brother. My brother will have like cheese out and my brother my brother will be like, Oh, Adam loves this. I can't eat stinky cheeses. I'm like, I love stinky cheese. Ugh. I love the fact that it's a fungus.
1: Ugh. I'm eating a fungus. Yeah. Have you ever been to the uh cheese shop in Williamsburg? No. So if you love stinky cheese, like you can you can smell this place from like two blocks. I don't know down. If I that. Oh, it smells awful in there. Like it's bad. Josh only go.
0: eats wings with one hand. Yeah, that's another thing. He keeps the other hand clean, and it's like a dead arm in his lap, and the other hand is he one. We had we had some of the best wings I've ever uh, had in my life. Smart thinking, though. What where? was that place? That place where we went for like the NFL party.
1: Oh, uh, uh, blue smoke in this flat place. Iron. Yeah. They
0: smoke their wings. Yeah. Oh Real my good. gosh, unbelievable!
1: I just like to have a clean hand for my drink, right. for texting, for other things on the table. Like I don't, I can't stand watching someone eat wings with two hands. Right, and then their hands are just and covered then they in touch sauce. everything else. Yeah, they ridiculous. touch the
2: salt shaker, and you are like, oh, thanks. You've only had that finger in your mouth. And to be honest, the <laughs>
1: the moist towelettes that they put on the table, those don't clean your hands. Like, no, that
2: you that is not. It just wipes the good
0: right, off. Right. right, it just
1: makes you less using cookie.
0: a wet Nap before a napkin is mopping before bro- uh, brooming. You're just going to wet the dirt and just swoosh it all around. It's going to. Yeah, why just, am I talk about cleaning apartments? I don't know. That was a just horrible. eat your wings with
1: one hand and then there was and, a horse
0: race twenty years ago. That you know what great. else really
1: bothers me about wing eating when people don't clean their wings? Like if you leave Probably like a significant amount of meat on the bone, yeah, like that's I am also
0: a firm believer yeah. that everyone gets their own blue cheese. For, oh, for sure, because you got a sure. double dip. Yeah, that's disgusting. For sure. You I like honestly, uh, I, there are so many stories that I can't tell right now, but me, me and Chris doing things to, like we joked, like they, they put us up in a hotel for the NFL draft because he had to make the home and there were no trains to the Queens and all that stuff for me. And I jokingly said to Chris, oh, man, they're going to you know they're going to put us in the same hotel room. And he was like, no, no, they're not. Like, I'm not doing that. And I just imagined what would go through his head. Like, having to share a sink just to brush teeth with me, he would literally not brush. Like, he would have to go in the hallway. I would have drove home. Yeah, he would have gone home. I, I was going to
1: suggest you could brush your teeth at the office, but no one is using that bathroom uh, for hygiene.
0: No. Like our, our ways of life are so completely different. And I'm not saying I'm this like dirty, disgusting person, but compared to you, I am. Yeah, I'm that. a little over-excessive one way, and you're probably a little too lax the other way. I would say so. Yes. Funny moment. Uh, when I was in Louisville, they were trying me out to be like a morning show anchor, right. which I would I would love it but at the same time I'm like I'm just pandering and I'm embarrassing and at the end of one of the segments I, I decided to ad-lib and they built no time in for ad-lib so the producers look at me like what are you doing and I looked at the weather guy and I go let me ask you a question Ben and everybody like looked at me like hold on state to script and I was like no I want a morning show like I can do whatever the fuck I want yeah sorry I cursed um, and I, I go Ben I was having a debate with somebody. Do you wash your feet in the shower or do you just kind of slosh them around in the soapy water? Right. And he goes, I wash my feet like yeah, I'm doing that. I go, nah, I, don't know. I, I think there's enough soapy water down there that I'm, I'm getting enough friction that I'm cleaning my feet. The Facebook page for our station blowing up with a debate. Yeah, I don't wash my feet either. You tell them how it is. blah blah. blah. And I think about Chris. I'm just imagining Chris sitting down no. scrubbing each individual toe. No, I don't. You don't, I don't wash your feet? No, that's incredible.
1: Yeah. You you just you just slosh your feet around at the bottom of the shower, and that gets the job done.
2: I figure soap's going down there, and there's a lot of soap in that water. Yeah. So I I, I mean, cannot believe that we agree. Plus, the it. water itself. I mean. And I think research is starting to actually. I had a doctor tell me this the other day, actually. But they were telling me <laughs> were you that you don't. They they were telling me that I don't need to soap and clean myself with every shower, like because basically saying the water with all the chlorine and everything that it has in it. Interesting. It has enough stuff that actually the 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 the, the soap is actually overkill to your skin. Interesting. Now that's not going to stop me, but. Uh, do you wash do your feet in the shower. Show.
1: Uh, I do, but not really like not really like in depth. Like I'll just like a quick wipe, and yes. like, that's it. Like it's like a very. You're just doing
2: the top. I don't even yeah. think I wash knees knees and below. I'm a behind the knees washer. I'm, I'm not because I kind of get like the top of my thighs, and I feel like the soap just starts to run down my leg, and I'm like I'm not. I gonna... can't
0: believe that we. Sh- I've, I'm a very simpler shower. Or do you? Do you wash your right armpit first or your left armpit?
2: Uh that's I don't really know. I don't right, pay attention. Right this podcast I, I overshower too much though. That's my big issue. This
1: podcast has now been twenty five minutes NFL draft, ten minutes wings, eight minutes hygiene. I'm really pumped to see the last seventeen minutes here.
0: All right, well let's talk about deflated balls. Let's get to it. Bam. Um it's been interesting to watch Hell of a
1: segue, by the way. Thanks. That was uh,
0: great. It's been interesting to watch. The media react to stuff that we do here, um, and especially watching the media react to your relationship with Tom Brady. Right. Um, I think one, you're a former quarterback. Two, it's your last name. Three, you were up there in New England. And four, you're very honest. Um, but you said he wasn't a top five quarterback. He won the Super Bowl. I think it was sort of a lot of people were like, oh, getting back at you. But right. I don't think anyone could really say that all year Tom Brady played the position the best. I thought it was a lot of other things going on. Their secondary, their defense were absolutely incredible. Right. And then now with the deflate gate, you came out and said he should be suspended. You took a hard stance on that. And a lot of people now are going, absolutely should be gone, all that stuff. Your main point, if I may paraphrase, sure. is cheaters should be punished.
2: Yes. Yes. I cheaters got, should be punished. I got no no room for it. And do, where do
0: you put it compared to a steroids or something like that?
2: Uh, I, I think it's every bit as, as serious, maybe even more serious. I really do. I think it's right up there with it. I'm not so sure it's not more serious. We're talking about the you know, AFC Championship game uh you know, that's directly going on right there, and you're making a concerted effort to help not only yourself out, but you're going to end up helping out others on your team as well. You're going to help the receivers. Maybe they make a one-handed catch because the ball is just a little softer to catch now. Is it, uh, a, bi-
0: is it a big difference there in is that a, PSI? There
2: is a big difference. Now, did it matter for that AFC Championship game? No. Did it matter for a lot of the games New England played this year? Probably not, but I think about things like this. You remember that late December game they had with the New York Jets here in the Meadowlands? They won, I think, 17-16. Producer Josh, can look it up? Maybe Brady made a throw in that game late in the fourth quarter that he can't make, but since the ball was a little smaller in his hands, he found a way to finagle it and get it out there. So Those are the reasons I would say this is a serious thing, and he's the face of the NFL it's Peyton Manning it's Tom Brady it's yeah. Andrew Luck it's Aaron Rodgers uh you just can't do it my
0: big thing is intent when I read all those text messages, right. which were ridiculous right. and hilarious, talking about, oh, my gosh, if he doesn't give me shoes or this, I'm going to pump it up until it's a watermelon. Know, a watermelon. Right. I'm going to do a 16
2: PSI. Good luck throwing this. It's going to be a rugby ball. Only thing deflating is his passer rating. I oh thought my that gosh. was a good they, were, <laughs> they were hilarious. What a great text He's a great kid, stream. the JJ. I feel bad for him. John Yastrzemski. Yes, I do feel bad for yeah, him. Yeah, I was going to say, kid.
0: I was wondering if you knew him. But my thing was, there's a difference between – Something happening and benefiting from it and intent trying to go out there and actively cheat right? and tell these younger kids who are with the Patriots to risk their jobs, steal a bag of balls, take it into a bathroom for a minute and 40 seconds and actively deflate them for your own performance and then give something to somebody. Yeah. For me, the amount of guilt that I would feel all the time for intentionally doing something. I agree. It was not on the field. It didn't just happen and then afterwards they said, by the way, Tom, helped you out. No, yeah. he was actively doing that and then also to go up there and be so wishy-washy with Bob Costas and then to do that press conference and not just own up to it. It is the one thing in this life that I have yet to understand how the only sports professional who has ever handled themselves correctly after a controversy is Andy Pettit. (laughs) And I don't understand how people don't see that and go, wow, Andy Pettit did steroids and is going to still probably make it to the Hall of Fame. Why don't I come out right away and just be honest? If Tom Brady says Honestly, this is something that I have been doing for a really long time to be honest, I think that the refs sometimes over-inflate the balls. We try to keep it in a place where it's a little bit regulatory, right around half 12 PSI, right. and it's something that it's just like scuffing up a ball, blah, 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 and I think maybe this time it got a little bit more, but it's something that I I never want to take any shots at the league. I care so much about integrity, and I regret doing it, but at the same time, it's something that I think has become a part of the game itself. If he said that who is really going to get upset with him? I think the timing of when it happened the week before the Super Bowl, right. people are like, how are they going to handle this distraction? How are they going to get by this distraction? And then the distraction in itself is a distraction,
2: talking about the distraction.
0: But I just – I don't get it.
2: Well, it, uh, the, the, Be a man. The, exactly right. Be a man. I think the other thing it shows you and all the people listening, all 10 of you out there, or whoever's out there – the one thing I'll say, too. It's closer to 1,000. Okay. That's good to hear. <laughs> okay. The good thing, though, is it shows you that nobody's perfect and that even though these athletes that are on such a high pedestal, you think, oh, they got it all. No, they got insecurities, too. Yes. They're, they're, they have tremendous insecurities. That's also what makes them great is because they're insecure. Oh, am I going to play good this week? Uh, did I do the things to prepare right? So that's what makes them good. But, you know, like I look at A-Rod. A-Rod's a guy. Yeah. yeah he took took PEDs. We yeah. all know it. Uh it, He's just insecure. If you ever met A-Rod, he's a really good guy. He probably would have been the, one of the greatest baseball players ever without PEDs, yes. but he just couldn't take it that somebody else might be doing it and he wasn't the man. It is fast.
0: Faci- uh, to that point, insecurities with people that we believe are so secure. Right. Tiger Woods. Exactly
2: right. That's what I mean. Nobody has it all. And, Tiger Woods,
0: uh, I mean, look, women are – women. Are, uh, there's, a, there's a phrase, blank is undefeated. Yes. Um, but the fact that Tiger Woods – who is the, maybe one of the greatest athletes in any sport of all time in terms of impact and winning percentage and just overall changing a sport, still needed to go out and fulfill his self-confidence with the presence of other women yes. when he was already married and had beautiful
2: kids. Right, and think- had plenty of girls before that. Right. So how much is enough? I
0: don't understand certain athletes and whatever their weaknesses is, whatever their vice, whether it is drugs or alcohol or women or cheating or needing. Tom Brady already had three Super Bowls, and yet he didn't feel successful enough until he had four. I know. And and it's incredible to me how people's mindset can be possessed with
2: a weakness, a perceived weakness. Very selfish. He's in big trouble. I think he's going to get suspended big time. You I, think so? I'd be shocked if are it's less than forty. No, I'm not. You break any news. I, well, I've just heard that it's going to happen next week. That's all I can. Re- that's all I really know. And I want you to say this:
0: You're upset about Belichick with this. I are upset
2: for Belichick. I feel very bad for Bill Belichick because I know how much of a rule follower he is. And people can say, "Oh, well, what about Spygate and all that?" You know. A lot of teams were doing what he did in Spygate. And let's not forget, he was doing it to the New York Jets to get back at them because they had taped him the year before. So, uh, and it was not in the rule book at the time, so a lot of people could justify it as that. But I do feel bad for Bill Belichick. I truly believe he had no clue that this was going on. I've uh, never heard of a head coach talking to any quarterback through my dad's 15 years, my eight years. All my friends in the NFL have never heard talk about going, hey, you know, Aaron Rodgers, how much, how much air are you going to put in the ball this weekend? I just want to know, just for a conversation sake that never could it come
0: into the conversation now
2: it probably will now Well, at least nonetheless head coaches are going to make hey equipment guys we're going to make sure we're doing it the right way but that's what I think also bothers me about Tom Brady listen this is a guy you're supposed to be one of the linchpins of our game and you basically decided just to say I don't like the NFL rules. I want to make the balls the way I want to make them. Forget about the thousands of quarterbacks that have played before me and had to play with them. You already changed one rule to get the balls broken in and not have to do it. But now that wasn't enough. Now I want to take them lower than the inflation rate because I'm Tom Brady. That's what it kind of seems like to me, and that bothers me. Yeah, for me, it's
0: it's more of the man, it's the intent, and it's the lying. Yes. Um. And I and you know what? I don't know how much of those are are, are truly going to be the ones that warrant the punishment. The actual cheating and the inflation will, but and you know what's crazy is Belichick went up that second day and spent all that time talking about science and and cold air. Well, but and he all had, that. he'd
2: been reassured by Tom the night before that Tom promised him nothing went wrong. I am I am going to make a prediction.
0: That this incident is the final straw that will begin the de-evolution of Brady and Belichick's relationship going forward. I think, you're I think it's there. going to be a really, really sloppy exit. I think we're going to start seeing it in Denver, too, when you have the ego of a John Elway and Peyton Manning. I think it's hard to get rid of a legend. It is really hard because they are never going to want to leave and you're going to have to be the guy that says no and the fans are going to hate
2: you. I'm still playing at the same level I was when I was 24. Oh, yeah? Uh, No, you're not. Sorry. Because you can't throw it 24 yards at this moment. But everybody does it. Joe Paterno did it. Bobby Bowden did it. Matt Brown did it. They still think they're at the top of their game. And that's another thing.
0: Is how have we not learned from the past, like the guys like Jerome Bettis and John Elway and Barry Sanders, they got, maybe Barry Sanders was too early. Yeah. But some of those other guys that reached their pinnacle and said, I am content. Right. And it goes back to the weaknesses of, of the human mind. Yes. You need more. Yes. I need more. And really just be happy with what you got.
2: No doubt. God, that felt really good. That was, that was a good therapeutical session. Right? Though. Yeah.
0: Good therapeutical session. Is
2: that a real English word? Is it's Nelson
0: coming in or no? No Nelson today.
2: No <sighs> Nelson? No
0: Nelson today. All right. Well, let's have a double amount of Nelson. Let's do it again next week. Okay. Now that it's therapeutical for you. Just course Simms therapy My hour. English is bad. Hey, man. It was the funnest thing I've seen all day. <laughs> uh, obviously, we're going to keep answering questions, so submit your questions on Twitter, at Sims and Put your stuff on Facebook, too. Spread it around. Let's get more people to download it on iTunes. If you don't, honestly, I don't really care. I'm enjoying doing it, so we'll have a good time. Uh, Wings, showering, NFL draft, and Tom Brady's deflated balls. I'd say that's a good show. Uh, next week, we'll probably do more of off-season things. Kyle Shanahan
2: called while we were doing the podcast. We I, could have had I him almost on. plugged him in.
1: Oh, my God. Sims, we've been trying to get Kyle on for months. <laughs> and he called while we were taking I know. It was funny. Unbelievable. All right.
2: Well, we'll get, we'll get
0: him on. We'll get Miller on. I promise Miller we're going to get him on. So we'll do more breakdown. Yep. Um All right. Ladies a, and gents. Oh,
2: what were you going to say? I was going to say, I want to I know what's going on next year for the draft. I'll be interested to see that for Miller. Some early guys? Yeah, early guys. Oof, there's yeah. some studs right there. Yeah.
0: All right, for Chris Sims, for producer Josh, I am out of Go. This is the Sims and Go podcast. Enjoy your day. Peace out.